Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Just Think the Podcast. This is Holly and Amy and Kristen. And today it's just the three of us for our drum roll, please. What? Did we do it? <laughs> We've said uh, that video 100 times. I have said <laughs> this is Holly, Amy, and Kristen 100 times. <laughs> I mean, 100 episodes. We're coming up on our two year anniversary. We're patting ourselves on the back that we've managed to get out about 50 episodes um, a year when this is our passion project. Um, Now, we know now we've got some traction and we've got you, our listeners, which we treasure. You really are our community. When you guys reach out and you email us or you send us messages on Instagram um, or Twitter or wherever you find us, We love it because we know that you're a part of our community and it doesn't mean we have to agree on everything under the sun, but I know that what the gel that kind of holds our community together is this fundamental belief that you should know the truth and the truth is not subjective and that you can find the truth if you look hard enough for it and then you should base opinions on that evidence or that truth and that we champion freedom of speech and the right to think for yourself and say what you think. We have spent the last two years trying to normalize saying what we think, even if we know it might hurt feelings or it might might hurt our feelings. That, that's part of living in this world, right? That it might offend in some ways. That's not our intention. We're not trying to stir a pot here. I think if you know Kristen, Amy, and me personally, you know that's not who we are. We're actually big-hearted girls who want to make a difference by helping people find the truth and find the evidence. And we've spent two years searching for it and it's not easy. (laughs) It is not easy. And we don't have all the time in the world. And most weeks we feel like we're doing the best that we can, but we thank you for listening. And our goal in the next year is to scale this podcast and to make it to where um, it gets, um, like we have a little more hands on deck so that we can get more accomplished. Because between the three of us, like I said, there's only but so much of us to go around to run our businesses, run our families, and um, and run this podcast. So thank you for being a part of it. Today, we want to celebrate. And we also, though, want to talk about current events because we know you need to know. And I think the theme of this podcast today is, is going to be um, a long, long, long slow, slow, I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> Two years in the making, (laughs) unfolding slowly and painfully. (laughs) You know, when we started girls, okay, guys, we can remember, you can, you can go back and listen. 
we did not even want to say Donald Trump's name because we were like, oh, we don't want to like, we don't want, we're not trying to be divisive. We don't, we're not trying to host a political show. Although I know people listen and, and, and we've been accused of being three right-wingers um, when we're all three uh, unaffiliated voters who have a healthy disdain for all politics in both parties. Yep. But I do think that when we look at what's transpired over the last three years, we started this podcast because we had questions about this vaccine. We had massive vaccine hesitancy. We had questions about the treatment of Donald Trump and the accusations of Russian collusion without firm evidence. We had questions about his phone call with Zelensky and Ukraine and why that was such a big deal when he gave the phone call and turned it over. We just thought, love him or hate him, and we understand both sides of that conversation. To be honest, we know how polarizing he can be. We just thought it does seem there's a lot against him. And when you start to see who was against him, you started to go, hmm, I don't know that I trust what's happening here. We thought that the sex trafficking of children is a legitimate cause for concern. And we wondered why one side of the aisle didn't want us to talk about it. Mm -hmm. We also wondered about the border crisis. And we thought, why is building a wall the worst thing in the world when every country has borders? Mm -hmm. Every country has borders. And yes, everyone wants to come here. It's, it's still the greatest country in the world. Okay, so we had questions. And the more we researched, the more we found evidence that we weren't being told the truth by the mainstream media. And that there were entities that wanted to pit us Americans against each other. And as you know, if you've ever listened to our show before, Amy came from the left, I came from the right, Kristen came from no man's land. <laughs> and we just realized that the three of us, regardless of how we were raised or, or where we came from, we agreed on this stuff. We agreed that the truth was important. We agreed that we would find it together and that we base our opinions on what we found, not on some tribe we belong to who was telling us how to think and what to say and what to believe. Mm -hmm. And that's why we call it Just Think, the podcast, because it is about you just using your critical thinking skills. And if you don't have them, you should build them and you should work on it because not everyone has them. And, and you need to start asking questions and you need to start challenging narratives. It's important. But that's how we got started. And so today we are going to talk about the fact that, well, we haven't been wrong yet. <laughs> I mean, no, just kidding. <laughs> Seriously. But there are things that, like, this is, this is where we, it's not that we want a lot of the stuff we didn't want to say, I told you so. We, didn't, we don't want to be right we on this stuff. We didn't want to be right horrible. on some of this stuff. It, it's it, there's been a lot of lives that have been lost. A right. lot of lives that have been destroyed and debilitated physically, mentally, everything because of decisions and that, it, that have been made, lies that have been told, propaganda that has been propagated by the media. And, you know, when we say because we don't, you know, not trusted by the media, like we don't get our news and information. We don't get our information from the media no. Trust us on that. But no. the issue is the vast majority of people, that's where they get the Still. information from. They turn on the TV and they just listen to what is parroted on the TV. And well, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you're exactly right. And let's go all the way back to the lab leak. Let's go all the way back to the lab leak story. Do you guys remember this? Remember when COVID happened and it 
early on, it may have even been Trump who said, you know, it could have come from a lab. And they're calling it the Wuhan novel coronavirus. There's a Wuhan novel coronavirus lab. Right. I mean, it's like, er- well, remember when, when um, John Stewart like went on, um, yeah. What's that? yeah, you know, Colbert, and he was like, and he's calling it out. And this is like 2021. Yeah. He's calling yeah. it out. And it's like, okay, so are we going to talk about this? And then what did the mainstream media do? No, 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 no. Can't do this. And the ties of Anthony Fauci in the NIH to Chapel Hill, where it's close to my house here. Where I went to school. Where, where Kristen went to school. And they they were funding it. And then the Obama administration sent it overseas and said, or just said, you can't do that here. So then it's up in China. China, China. <laughs> I, I, I can hear Trump's voice every time I say it. But I'm like, what in the world, first of all, were we doing that for? Mm-hmm. That, that The whole fact that we're doing gain-of-function research, which Fauci lied about under oath, said they weren't doing. And there's been no accountability for it, right? Zero. But I just want everyone to remember that they told us that was a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Amy, how are the conspiracy theories batting right now? Uh, a thousand. Like, I literally don't know we anything. We should have put our tinfoil hat on. I know. We should be wearing our t- We can go make oh, one real yes. quick. We ha- I still have our t- Oh, you still have <laughs> We had we took a picture in a tinfoil hat one time because we were getting so tired or actually honored and flattered to be called conspiracy theorists because it's a new term that just means that you're doing your own research and you're actually right about stuff. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and you know, the media, I think for for me, it's like the bias was so strong that mm-hmm. it was you couldn't not notice it. Right. You can't not notice it. Like for somebody who didn't care about politics at all, right? The bias of everything on the media was just so thick that you're just like, wait a minute. But it's just crazy to me that people still don't see that. I saw Robert Kennedy uh, Jr. posted the other day. He said, "I watch the mainstream news in my house not to get my news, but just to understand what the official narrative is." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what we do is yes. we get our news from our real truths what's really going on from many different sources because citizen journalism is on the rise now, mm-hmm. um, which we're a part of that, which super thankful to be a part of that. Um, but we still tune in to these networks because they, they are what, they are what is driving the ship. They're, they're creating the narrative. They're, they're the one leading the country this way, that way, you know, all the division, like Zuby, we follow Zuby and he says, you know, you look on TV and, the, and you would think the world is ending tomorrow. You would think that everybody hates everybody. But how many of y'all really feel that way when you are in your neighborhoods, in right. your communities, checking out at the grocery store, right. you know, bumping into people? I mean, do you see all this hate and division all around you? No, yeah. this is yeah. manufactured. And that's why we need to know that this is, there's such bias. There's such narrative spinning and pushing that. Yep. I will um, say that when I would turn on the TV, when I listen to that, it actually helps me have a little bit of compassion and, and, and empathy for the people who believe that, because that is why they believe that. That is why one of the teachers at my kid's school is still wearing a mask alone outside, outside. I know what she's getting, where she's getting her information. Mm -hmm. I know that that is from fear and from ignorance, not in, I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. It, this is, it's a lack of information. It's disinformation. That's disinformation. If you have the knowledge, and this is what I told my kids the whole time, the the whole time, 
well, not even the whole time, because at first we were afraid. Yeah. You know, we yeah. didn't wouldn't think. And then once we started and we were like shifting, I explained them and explained that I was like, you have the knowledge, you have the power. We are empowered with knowledge and we know what to do. We know right. how to live this. We know that this is not as bad as they're saying. And we know what to do if something happens. And yeah. that helped them. And that's so, right. Yeah, go ahead. And yeah, and, well, and that's the thing. It's, it's, um, but I wanted, I also want to point something out. Some of you listeners had a gut feeling at the beginning of this, just a gut check feeling. I know I had it. I know my father had it. Um, and, and, and both of us said something about this, something there's like, I smell a rat, right. which is what I call Anthony Fauci. Um, mm-hmm. but I smell, I smell a rat. Something is not right about this and starting with the lab leak origins. Okay. So we now know the U S government has now acknowledged it probably leaked from that lab and Dr. Redfield, and I'm bringing him up for a reason. Dr. Robert Redfield was the CDC director under Trump. And then we brought in uh, Rochelle Walensky, who is retiring this summer already from the CDC. And I want to talk about her because we're going to point out how badly she handled the CDC. But I, but I want you to know that Dr. Redfield testified before Congress now as a retiree from the CDC. And I want you to hear what was asked of him and his own testimony about being cut out of conversations by Anthony Fauci himself. I want you to ask yourself how Anthony Fauci, an unelected official, got this much power. Think about that. Who gave him so much power? Listen to this. This is the congressional testimony a few months back. Uh, Dr. Redfield, you pointed to the lab leak theory even before we did. In mid-January of 2020, you expressed concerns to Dr. Fauci, to uh, Jeremy Farrer of UK's Wellcome Trust, and to Dr. Tedros of World Health Organization that, quote, we had to take the lab leak hypothesis with extreme seriousness. And you urged Dr. Fauci to investigate both the lab and the natural hypotheses. Shortly thereafter, on February 1st, uh, Farrer convened a meeting of a group of 11 top scientists across five time zones and asked Dr. Fauci to join. And he wrote, quote, my preference is to keep this group really tight. Obviously, ask everyone to treat in total confidence, unquote. Dr. Redfield, you were excluded from this call, but up until then, you had been on every single, you were included in every other conversation. What changed? Why do you think that you were excluded from these conversations? Thank you very much. I think uh, just to emphasize, uh, in, in in early to mid January, I did have multiple calls with Fauci, Farrar, and, and and Tedros about how important I thought it was that science get engaged in in aggressive aggressively pursuing both hypotheses. I also expressed as a clinical virologist that I felt it was. Um, not scientifically plausible that this virus went from a bat to humans and became one of the most infectious viruses that we have in humans. All viruses are not the same. So when you look at coronaviruses for SARS and MERS, for example, when they entered the human species, which they did via an intermediate, they never learned how to go human to human. Even So I'm going to stop it there because he goes into this and we don't have to make you listen to this whole thing, but he explains why he was given the science. And I want you to remember, this is January, 2020. He says, I don't think it's going to spread like this human to human in a natural way. In other words, this is not a natural virus. Mm -hmm. We later got information. And I think it was, you know, when we interviewed um, Dr. Ryan Cole, Wasn't wasn't it Ryan Cole who said, 
look at the look at the uh, what is the the DNA of this or what is it what is it the when you look at this virus it does not it has markers of being a man-made virus right right okay so we have all these experts guys that are saying this and we know what happened to them they were silenced and as Dr. Redfield testified cut out of the conversations. And that was to our detriment because they continue to let the very man who's controlling the narrative, Dr. Fauci, dictate to America and frankly to the world how we were gonna handle the very virus that his lab, his, his funding to this lab created. How do you get to be the cause and the cure? Someone tell me that. Hmm. We don't Looks know. Like that's what happened. Yeah. When you're all about the money and you're still, greedy. still hasn't been held accountable. No, still, still no justice. Nope. Zero, nope. zero. So nope. we, we wanted to bring this up because if you go back and listen to our early podcast, we said, mm, why wouldn't it be from a lab? Do we really think it came from a meat market? <laughs> Do we really? Or a bat market or whatever it was that it was. Deplatformed for saying that. Right. Completely deplatformed and censored completely. Right, Sorry. right. Journalists, journalists were kicked off Twitter for saying it. Yeah. I mean, misinformation and disinformation spreaders and those crazy quack conspiracy theorists. (laughs) Well, then, so then we get, so then we get rid of Redfield. I don't remember if he retired or what happened. Anyway, we get Rochelle Walensky in. And if you listen to her testimony at Washington University, go Google it, where she says, we hoped that the vaccines, we hoped that the vaccines were the answers. And we were told, and and actually Kristen, we have a compilation video that we want you guys to hear. We've posted it on our Instagram. If you really wanna follow us daily, Instagram is where we are. I mean, to be fair, we're trying to do more on the other platforms, but Instagram is really our sweet spot. It's where most of you are following us. So, um, but yeah, we, we, we definitely have seen how everyone was treated, you, me, all those of you who said we're not going to get this shot right now we do not feel comfortable we all know how we were treated it was it was horrific right mm-hmm. so we have a compilation video that we posted on our instagram page i don't know that- if i posted this one yet or is this a different one? Oh, oh, the, oh this is the vaccine i thought this was walensky yeah. sorry yeah yeah well uh, yeah so um, uh, yeah going back to the vaccine for just a second how this uh, this um and kristen you sent it to me separately didn't you yes i did Mm-hmm. All right. So um, while I'm pulling this up, so basically just listen to the way that we were talked about, those of you who opted out. And for those of you who opted in, we understand how coerced yeah. you were. We understand the mandates. There is no shame here. Okay. But for those of us who were being bullied and shamed early on, here's some of the things that were in your mainstream headline news daily. Take a listen to this. If you're over um, 25 this. and struggle <laughs> to lose weight, we're actually not going to try to play this ad. <laughs> You'll know. Oh, it's an ad on our Rumble account. Um, oh, oops. Yeah. All right, hold on. <laughs> Let me go back. Here we go. Andrea Mitchell. You are the problem. It is the unvaccinated who are the problem, period, end of story. The only people that John you can Lemon. blame. The only people you can blame. This isn't shaming. This is the truth. Maybe they should be shamed. But the unvaccinated. It's time for to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. Regular. Anyone you came into contact with will blame you, as will the rest of us who have done the right thing by getting vaccinated. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. I think it's time to get our moral house in order, Anderson. 
It's the unvaccinated who are the threat. Well, the vaccinated folks are going to start wearing masks to protect the unvaccinated folks. It's called a Christian value. You're basically punishing the vaccinated uh, for the the sins of the unvaccinated. People are not behaving honorably. The unvaccinated are basically saying, well, it's open season for me. I can do whatever I want as well. The, the unvaccinated are basically beating their breasts, running around the country saying, ah, we don't care, we're living free and so forth. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. The unvaccinated, a group that includes children and people acting like children. And the rest of us are starting to get pissed off. The vaccinated feel the unvaccinated are making me upset or angry. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. The other day, Howard Stern weighed in with a much different approach. Take a look. <laughs> when are we going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say, now it's mandatory to get vaccinated? Their freedom. But you're treading on our freedom and you're making other people sick. And really, you're killing other people. The anti-vaxxers, they seem to have a thing for death and home remedies. The anti-maskers turned anti-vaxxers are not just putting their own lives at risk. If that was the issue, we could just say that we can watch them compete to win place or show in the Darwin Awards. We have to start doing things for the greater good of society and not for idiots who think that they can do their own research. And don't get me started on the lunatics who won't take any of the COVID vaccines. Life is too short to be an ass. Life is You're way too short to be ignorant of the promise of something that is helping people worldwide. Maybe you're doing it because um, you're, you're disconnected or disorganized. Maybe you have some sympathetic psychological reasons. But maybe you're just being antisocial. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly. Yes, they are. Those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. The unvaccinated should be taxed. Uh, they should pay more for health care. We need to start looking at the choice to remain unvaccinated the same as we look at driving while intoxicated. We're going to see, and I've said, almost two types of America. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. That choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. Pointing back to the unvaccinated who are really creating a problem in this country, every death that we are seeing from COVID could have been prevented. Literally, the only people dying are the unvaccinated. And for those of you spreading misinformation, shame on you. Shame on you. I don't know how some of you sleep at night. We sleep real good. Sleep just yes. fine. And you know what? <laughs> I, I, I posted that on my own personal Instagram and I said, kudos and mad respect to any of you that withstood that all out assault because that's what it was. That was an, you should be proud of yourself. Character <laughs> as, I mean, just an all out assault daily on every, I mean, how many different media channels were words in that represented in that i mean everything from like morning talk shows late night talk shows radio shows every news station right i mean and that's not even all of absolutely it. relentless yeah it's it's ridiculous and absolutely false all yep. of it. well and then we saw the australian comic which i thought was very refreshing do you guys know what i'm talking about it, it was it's kind of been going around lately where he goes I wish I'd been the kind of person who wasn't so easily coerced into signing up for the jab. Yes. 
like, I'm like, I want to, where are all of you that bullied us? Where's the doctor that we were not listening on this? Where's the doctor that we work with? She knows her name. The doctor we work with who came out against all three of us and called us divisive. So we were being divisive in our businesses, which our opinions on the vaccine had nothing to do with our business Mm -mm. and called us divisive and tried to call us out on social media, called herself an influencer because she's a doctor. I mean, listen, listen, it's, it was, it was, scary. Like, it was it's honestly, evil. It's scary that there are people that are, I, I get it that there are quote influencers that are sharing things that people don't need to be looking at. We, we all, we can all fall into the trap. I mean, how, and how many ads do you fall victim to where you're like, oh, that looks good. They've got thousands and thousands of likes. And then, you know, it's like bots, you know, yeah. you don't know, but you know, just to call people out without actually having the conversation, you know, yeah. and having a civil conversation, a smart debate. And honestly, it's not even about critical thinking, y'all. It's common sense. Yeah. It's oh, common sense. We all lost friends. I mean, there mm-hmm. are several people, um, even within just our business and friends that family completely like <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, on, on social media, these are, you know, girls that we loved and adored it's just it's bizarre and you know what it is a it's a pruning season and it's not that look we didn't shut the doors right we are Mm -hmm. my door is always open I don't burn any bridges um but you know that's that's their choice that if that's how you want to be but two years later over that that, you you broke bridges over that right two years later I just want to know like you know I have a friend a good friend of ours and y'all know on my birthday in 2022 she did a sweet post and we reposted it on just think where she said, you know, Holly and I don't agree on Dr. Fauci. We don't agree on, but I love and respect her. Do you guys remember that post? Yes. Oh yeah. My friend Romy. And I'm like, that's exactly how I feel. Like I respect her choice to not agree with me. And Mm -hmm. I still love her and we're still gonna be friends, you know? And that's where it just, we got to get back to that. We have got to be, you got to be friends with people who don't share your religion and your politics. You got to, this is crazy. And you know, I, I want to call out as we're talking about this real quick. If y'all do watch, you know, we, we love the high wire. Okay. Dell big tree. You want to talk about one place we get a lot of great information from, and they've yep. never been wrong and they come with, come with the receipts. He yep. just had um, Mickey Willis in that Mickey Willis on there talking about pandemic three and stuff, but Mickey Willis was talking about um, collectivism and weaponized compassion. And he said the people who were doing so many people that were doing good or thought they were doing good is because they thought they were doing good. They yeah. thought they were doing good things, he said. But the problem is you get into this collectivism, this group think, which we talk about. It's hard. We want to make sure that we're not in that too. But he okay. said, then you get in these, he said, what if I am okay with you? I liked this point where he said, what if I'm okay with you being trans, but I'm not okay with trans athletes, you know, with it messing up female sports. Nice. But he said, if I say that, then I'm immediately kicked out of this group think that I'm in. Why yeah. can't you agree on some things, disagree yeah others but still be friends and still have some common common ground we've got to get back to that we do because we're not supposed to all agree I mean no one's cornered the market on being right all the time I mean we're joking we're semi-joking about on the podcast that we have been right but what we mean is what we've brought to the air and what we've shared the questions and the and the science and the evidence we've shared that has been right 
you know, and, and, and trust me guys, before we come on here and record things, we think long and hard about what we're going to share, because like Kristen said, we don't want to be tribal. And yes, when we start going to certain sources, you're going to get certain veins of information. And that's why we think diversifying your sources. And as Kristen said earlier, watching mainstream to see what the narrative is. And then right. going and digging for yourself. I mean, it was interesting that on that compilation video, they literally called us idiots for being researchers. Right. Right. Oh, right. They do their own research. They like, do their own. Yeah, you moron. Because if I had to trust you for the truth, I'd never have it. Right. Oh, I remember y'all, um, someone sent me uh, someone's yard, uh, front yard at like I think at Halloween. They had a tombstone that says, here lies um, the person who did their own research. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, how like promoting, how, I mean, what are, what are, what are you promoting there? You're promoting blind following. Yes. I mean, and, and that, I'm, proud of that? Like, you're proud to be that. I mean, I'm going to play that love and acceptance. You're like, I right. don't do my own research. I'm not one of them. I definitely don't do my own research. And I just listen to the I, TV. Everything my doctor says. Well, and someone said, um, why do your own research when they, you have the CDC, like literally someone, I was like, uh, that's exactly why if there's anything that we've learned and y'all, it is sad because it used, and it used right. to be, maybe it used to be better. I do think it used to be perhaps a trusted organization. The premise, the premise used it. to be better too. <laughs> Yeah, the premise of it's great centers for disease control that if there's an outbreak of something we know how to get on top of it to not kill everybody yeah but as walensky herself the cdc director shared last year at washington university the cdc failed it absolutely utterly failed by her own admission she said we need to do we need to revamp we need to redo we've got to restructure because it failed. It absolutely failed. And part of the reason it, it fails is because go look at where the former CDC directors came from and went to before or after their shifts on the CDC. Pharma, big pharma, the number one lobbyist in Washington, D.C. times two. The second largest one is half the size of the pharma lobby. And, and again, we're just going to we'll go to our Just Think page, go to Instagram. You'll see we shared... Um, Dr. Hasim uh, Asim Mahatra on Joe Rogan sharing that in 2015, the editor of The Lancet, known as one of the leading medical journals in the world, came out and said that medical science has been hijacked and has taken a turn towards darkness, that he believes that half of the medical information we have is false, that it is bought, supported by big pharma, by big corporations, and the government who gets all your politicians get funded by big pharma. Don't believe me, go to opensecrets.org and see who contributes to your congressman, your president, your vice president, et cetera, et cetera. Big pharma. So do you see the money trail now? And I think if we've done anything for the last few years, we have exposed the money trail so that people can understand the CDC is run by pharma. Oh yeah. Here, it just is. I want to, I'm going to play this guy real quick, just because it, it goes back to this guy. This guy signed up, got the shots. Okay. But this is why we're, we want to say, be free to change your mind. Don't hold the line out of pride or fear. Just acknowledge, Hey, I was wrong. Now I can do better. Listen to this. Hopefully it'll play, please. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Sure, it's fine. But I just wish when the state told me to do something, I'd be the sort of person who said no. But it turns out I'm the sort of person who says fine. 
I don't, I don't understand what's going on. You're telling me it's important. Okay. I, and all they had to do was say, you won't be allowed to go into pubs for like a month. And I was like, put it in me. That's what I'm upset about is that I had a principle temporarily. I don't want to, if I was in Nazi Germany, I would have stood up to the regime. I stand up to not being able to go to a pub for a month. Is it that addict? Then I saw her. It doesn't matter what the point of principle was. The point is I would have been a chill. And then I have to live with that for the rest of my three or four more years before I have a heart attack. I mean, I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh, but I mean, he's saying it. I mean, and I look, we I, honestly, honestly, the reason this has kept me up and I know all of us, we have legit concerns. We have been worried to death about yes. our friends who and took this and our family. Like I, this is, I promise you, it is not about guilt, shame, blame, anything. Y'all, what I've learned now from what I've done with my kids and what I've done with myself, with my whole health journey, taking certain medications, doing certain interventions, like giving my kids vaccines. I want to take it back, but I didn't. And it's because I was indoctrinated. I thought differently. I have changed my mind. And when you know better, you do better. But I legit, I laugh at that because he was a comedian and he was just acknowledging basically the elephant in the room. And don't worry, not everybody's going to do that. But it, the, the fact of reality is the spike protein, no matter where you got it from, is dangerous, is dangerous from the virus to the vaccine. And the vaccine is just a whole ton, lot, a lot more. The dose is the poison. So we just want you to know that we come at this, we have been coming at this from a place of love and to inform you and empower you with the knowledge so that you don't feel like gaslit and, and coerced and like you don't know where to go to have conversations. We want you to be able to have those tough conversations and you can't do that when you don't know what to say and you don't have the evidence to back it up. Yeah. Well, and the wellness company, this is a great time to point people back. If you took the shots, you regret it. You have had some issues. You're concerned about the spike protein and its existence still in your body today, which we now know is the case. Remember when they told you it stays in your arm? We now know that it can go travel to every organ of your body and cross the blood brain barrier, which is highly concerning. There is a detox program through Dr. McCullough and the wellness company, which we are affiliated with. So, guys, do y'all want to share? Um, it's TWC health. Um, and we have, we have a link, actually we have a highlight in our Instagram and we also have in our sub stack that we did with Dr. Gessling. Um, but I think you'd put in just think if you just put in the code, just think you'll get 10% off. Um, and that's with the, I think telehealth visits and subscription, some of their plans, um, any of those supplements and stuff. So make sure you do that. And we also have a direct link in our highlight. That's right. And and that's why we do, we are actively, as Kristen said, we're very concerned and we're actively looking for ways to help you um, try to get yourself back to normal. And, um, but we knew this because we were following scientists that were being censored. That's the whole reason we knew Dr. Geert van den Bosch, who was kicked off of everything. He's out of the, I believe the Netherlands and he worked for the Gates Foundation. He is a vaccinologist. And he said, this is the wrong weapon for the wrong war. It's gonna, it's gonna increase all cause mortality. It's gonna create superbugs. It's gonna cause mutations. He called it and it sent chills down our spines. And that's why we started pushing back. And that's why we started the podcast. We wanted as many of you to feel empowered to think for yourself and to not fall in line 
you know, to try to get in a pub or travel again. Yep. <laughs> you exactly. know, that's why so many people did it. I know for a fact, many yeah. people I know, they just wanted to be able to get on an airplane. Yeah. That's Go right. To a literally took people's freedom away uh, and held it for ransom. Well, also some people did it because their fr- their friends and family wouldn't let them see them. Yeah. 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 That happened to one of my best friends. She has a, a lot of people we know. She has heart damage from it. And it was all because her parents wouldn't see her. I had a friend cry on the way to get the vaccine, but it's because her friends would not let her see their children. Oh, this is what, and then she ended up having a, an injury, a vaccine injury, ended up in the hospital. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just, and I, and I was, is this still accurate? I know it depends on the batch. You can check your batch. Yes. It's not to say that you can't have issues from all of it, but some batches seem to be worse than others. Oh, uh, and Dr. Malone talks about that because he said he got, he was in the bad batch and remember it raised his blood pressure. And, mm-hmm. um, yep. He was having a lot of issues as well. Um, okay. And then last thing on COVID and we're going to move on uh, PCR tests. Kristen, you want to fill people in on where we were on PCR testing and then what we know today? <laughs> well, I will tell you that the first, the one of the first things I even posted, like the science about it was the PCR test that like it, it depended on the cycle threshold of what you were going to see. And if the cycle threshold was up really high, then you, you're going to, you're going to basically see a positive anything, but a positive PCR did not mean that you were infectious, contagious, you know, and most of these people were testing positive and they had no symptoms. So this whole like mandatory testing without symptoms made zero sense. Well, come to find out, and this was in children's health defense, another great organization to follow, but they said that um, researchers had a simple test for determining if an asymptomatic person who tested positive for COVID was infectious, but the CDC and Fauci ignored it. So basically researchers at Stanford, they had figured out a way to determine it was something about don't, I mean, I don't even know if I have all of this stuff. It was a novel test that showed a very low rate of infectious asymptomatic people who had tested positive. And it was as early as May, 2020. Okay. They said that the test was developed. They said SARS-CoV is a positive or plus stranded RNA virus. For it to replicate, it must do so with a minus strand. Brilliantly, the Stanford test looks to see if the minus strand is present. If it is, then that indicates the virus is actively replicating, which means it's potentially infectious. If the minus strand is absent, then the virus is not replicating. It is not possible to transmit the virus if it is not replicating. But, and then, and the, where was it? Okay. They found that the vast majority of asymptomatic individuals who tested positive, 96% did not transmit the virus. So everybody who got tested positive for the PCR test, only 4% of you were actually infectious and probably needed to stay home. 96%, if you were asymptomatic, you were not going to transmit the virus. So that, that could have changed everything meanwhile they even everything had like, our whole public health right. policy if like your everything kid sat beside a kid at school and that kid tested positive with or without symptoms your kid had to stay home for yeah. like 10 days i mean look at what we did y'all maybe there was no maybe. risk there was no risk to our children our children were going to be fine oh another oh you know and and what we did to their mental health Oh, just talk to kids yeah. about what the last few years were like for them. It was terrible. And, 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 you know, again, it's, we, we are going to live with the consequences of these choices for a very long time. And it's a very sad thing. Um, mm-hmm. The number of suicides 
uh, and the way that those have escalated and they tried to act like that wasn't a thing, which is total horse crap. We know that it is. It's, 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 it's just disgusting. But again, they were testing at a high rate, a rate much higher that would have shown false positives. It would have shown, um, you know, that you're not symptomatic. You are not, you're not, I, I know so many people who have positive tests and never felt bad. Not one time, not one time. Um, so that, so there's that. Now let's move on to the other subject that we felt passionate about, which was we were, when we started this podcast in 2021, there had been an election there had been uh, January 6th had happened um, and we were watching how the mainstream handled all of it. And we thought this is also weird. Um, and that was the same time that the Hunter Biden laptop came out, that laptop story came out and they called that Russian disinformation. We now know, thanks to Elon Musk buying Twitter and, um, and Zuckerberg going on Rogan, that the US government told them to shut this story down. We also know that, that voters polled after the election that they had known that the Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden laptop story was true. It would have changed their vote for Biden, which I think is also significant. They are now interfering in our elections. Our own government agencies are interfering in our elections by collaborating with big tech and mainstream media. That is a fact now that we now know. We suspected it in 2021. We now know it to be a fact. And the Durham report just came out this week. We've been waiting a year for this report that looked into how was Donald Trump accused of colluding with Russia? Why did the FBI open a case to investigate this? Girls, do you want to share what we learned this week? Well, we learned what we what we are already knew is that it was all a lie. So when you say like... In, election interference with big tech and all of that there's also been election interference with our government government and our our three letter agencies our justice departments the the FBI and like all this they're supposed to be completely neutral yes. at all times they're supposed to look at facts and help keep people safe and i mean i don't know all the specific roles of the FBI but i do know that they have an obligation to not get involved. They have to stay above all of it in order to be fair. And that is what we found out absolutely was not the case. It's horrible. Yeah, so basically Trump was exonerated. In fact, Jake Tapper on CNN, I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe Jake Tapper on CNN said, hmm. well, this definitely implicates the FBI. And it pretty much exonerates Donald Trump. I mean, this yeah. is CNN acknowledging it. And yet they were every bit a part of the problem trying to cover up all of this, promoting all of this, Russia, Russia, Russia. As it turns out, Hillary Clinton is a weasel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you didn't know that before 2020, now mm -hmm. you should know because her campaign financed one a $1 million payment in 2016 to to basically start lies about Donald Trump that they knew realized Obama was informed that she had done it. He never spoke out about it, did he? Mm -mm. No. So under the testimony this week, Gary Gensler, who was CFO of Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign, he under oath stated he was unaware that the Clinton campaign facilitated the payment for that Steele dossier. The Steele dossier being the dossier that implicated 
Donald Trump in Russian collusion. How could a campaign CFO possibly be unaware of a million dollars? One million dollars. Just listen to this joker. Listen to him. I think it might have came up. You were Hillary Clinton's uh, CFO in a campaign, right? It's part of my history. Were you? Yes or no? In 2016. Did you facilitate the payment for the Steele dossier since you were CFO of the Hillary Clinton campaign? Sir. Yes or no? Sir. Yes or no? That that was that was not. You're under oath, Chairman Gensler. Yes or I no? I know. I was not something I was aware of. I don't know about y'all, but my lidar is going off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't. I, 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 Simple I don't question. I, I, I don't know. Oh, come on. Gross. He is lying. Lying. You're lying. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, the whole the the election of Donald Trump was illegitimate because it was all Russian. You know, he was in ties with Russia and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, 2020, no election is ever illegitimate. This was a fair election. It's like right ad nauseum, day and night, day and night for four from 2016 to 20 still they're talking about it yeah still yep. every single night so once again when you go back to the people that watch this news they have been pumped full of lies for four years straight and, and you know what this reminds me of also i'm not trying to get back on the vaccine thing but do y'all not remember that the vaccine was coming through with the operation warp speed with trump and nobody trusted the vaccine when right. trump was in charge but the minute biden uh, became president. They're all flipping the switch. Joy yeah. Rage, Joy Rage, like I'm not taking it because Donald no, Trump's right. And then I'm elected. She's like, yeah. I mean, if you were that, okay. Would you got read something? I was going to read this in copy and COVID. Just this is about the um. This was in the Durham report about how the FBI handled a similar handled the Trump situation versus the Hillary Clinton email scandal. Okay. So he says that the report also described how the FBI handled similar Clinton related controversies, controversies completely differently. Okay. It says, quote, the speed and manner in which the FBI opened and investigated crossfire hurricane during the presidential election season based on raw, unanalyzed and uncorroborated intelligence also reflected a notable departure from how it approached prior matters involving possible attempted foreign election interference plans aimed at the Clinton campaign. Unlike the FBI's opening of a full investigation of unknown members of the Trump campaign based on raw, uncorroborated information, in this separate matter involving a purported Clinton campaign plan, the FBI never opened any type of inquiry, issued any taskings, employed any analytical, analytical personnel, or produced any analytical products in connection with the information. This lack of action was despite the fact that the significance of the Clinton plan intelligence was such to have prompted the director of the CIA to brief the president, vice president, attorney general, director of the FBI, and other senior government officials about its um, content within days of its receipt. So all of that, and they never did, that was, I guess, with her email, the email server, all the emails, you remember that whole thing? Yep. Yep. They yep. did not even look into it at all. Mm. Didn't even open an she investigation went and at all. She deleted all of them too. Didn't. Yeah, nothing. she deleted it. She she tampered with evidence and mm -hmm. nothing happened to her. Who? Do, let me just ask our listeners, who do you think the FBI works for? Knowing what Amy just read to you, who do you think owns the FBI? Uh, here's a hint. Clinton's. Mm -hmm. Because she doesn't have to ever pay for the whole email scandal. They don't even investigate it in the, with the same 
rigor that they try to investigate Trump. And then she creates the still da- dossier myth. You know, she, I mean, she creates- came up with all of this and still no consequences. Where are, where's the mainstream trying to interview her and ask her about this? Where is she right now? What'd you say? Said the Let's have her be on the podcast. Oh my gosh. Oh. I've been 25 years for that Ooh. conversation. Yeah, Ooh, she'll have a view and they won't ask her one damn thing except for like, what'd you make for dinner last night? Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite <laughs> thing to bake with Chelsea? Yeah. <laughs> the view is, a joke. The view is not it journalism. Is. It is absolute trash TV. Please, please. I don't think that the people who are listening to this are getting their news from the view. Please don't watch. Y'all might be. Whatever. Please do not. Oh Lord. I mean, it's it's awful. Um, but I but but just know, guys, just go look at the report. And again, call your congressman that we have got to demand accountability for the people who've been lying to us for years or else it's going to continue. And the American people will continue to be the people who lose. There has got to be accountability. And honestly, when we go to vote in the next elections, I am about to the point where I'm like, don't you put a single soul back in office that sits there right now. We need to go get the grassroots campaigners who are not beholden to any donors. And we need to go send them to Washington, D.C. and say, do not play the game. Do not play the game. It is just, just act, not well, just give us words too. I'm hoping there's so that, much. Um, some people are rethinking the way that they vote based on the protests I'm seeing in New York City right now of yes. parents yes. who yep. are absolutely upset that illegal immigrants are being housed now in their children's school gyms. Mm. How about that? Yeah. So all of a sudden it's like, well, the way you vote matters because now here we have your school filled with illegal immigrants and they're like, whoa, 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 we don't want this. No, of course you don't. Of course you don't. When it comes to your, when it comes right in your backyard, it's all fine and dandy to virtue signal and say, let everybody in, let everybody in, just whatever. It doesn't matter. Love is love. Love is love. No, no humans illegal. No, I want to, I want to. Oh, do you want to sponsor them? Do you want to have them? You're going to sponsor a family and let them live with you? Yeah, let them live with you. You don't want them in your kids' gym, no? Uh, One of my best friends' moms is is a Texan, and I just had lunch with her last week, and I asked her about it. She goes, it's destroyed the border towns of Texas. I can't imagine. Destroyed. Destroyed. I honestly would be so scared if I lived there on the border. And so it's just interesting how they can be so, like, you know, accepting of all of this when it's not there. When right. it's just like with the Martha's Vineyard right. stuff, you know. But then all of a sudden, when it when you when it's in your town, you're like, oh, we can't handle this. I'm like, Texas had no choice. Yeah. You know, all of these border towns did not have a choice. It's not just Texas, but right. that's the one we've heard the most of. But I do want you to listen to this. Is once again from Coffee and COVID. He said on Thursday, New York City Mayor Eric Adams said he was asking a judge to reconsider the city's right to shelter law. The mayor explained, we are now we are now in court today asking the judge to revisit this law to deal with this humanitarian crisis because even when they decided to put in place that law, no one thought they would be dealing with a humanitarian crisis oh. of this proportion. Oh. Do you think Texas thought that they would be dealing with this? I mean, so what are you supposed to do? What are you going to do? And also, honestly, he said, the real question is not necessarily what they're doing. I understand. I wouldn't want everybody in my kid's gym, my kid's school. I, I totally get it. But, he, but you know, Jeff Childers in Coffee and Covey, he's like, the real question is, where do these people go after that? After this temporary shelter, where does it go and who's paying for it? We yeah. are. 
Yeah. And then what happens everywhere and nobody's helping them out. Well, and Kristen, really quickly, when it comes to healthcare, um, because you worked in a hospital and emergency room, what happens when we have so many illegal aliens that are not, and by the way, I know that illegal aliens is supposedly not the word we're supposed to use. I don't care because I'm not going to adopt my speech to not be offensive when you know what the heck I'm talking about. Did they come through this country illegally? Did they follow the process like others do and wait years and years and do the right thing? No, they did not. They're not. They're not. So what happens to emergency rooms, Kristen, when you have an overpopulation of people not paying into the system, but are, but by law are allowed to use it and you can't turn them away should they need medical assistance? No, you can't. I mean, I mean, honestly, it's it's already happening without that, without that problem, because our healthcare system is SHIT. So now add millions of people who have come over and, and not to mention all of the people, all of the kids and uh, that are, that are missing 85,000 plus, you cannot sit here and say that you agree with all of that. I mean, I guess you can, but if you do, I just want you to think, how is that safe? How is that safe? How is that good for them? I know that they're trying to escape a, a, a worse country, a supposedly worse country or worse situation, but for what they're going through and we have no idea what's going to happen here. It's just, it's really sad. Yeah. Well, break um, today on Breitbart news, eight-year-old migrant girl dies in Biden administration custody, second child to die in custody this month. And it, and it says, had this happened under a Republican president, media coverage would have been wall to wall. 24 seven oh. AOC would have been down there in her cages. Remember when they were all about Trump cages and all that lie. Well, children are dying, dying in custody, dying, going across the border, being raped, everything. And they, they're silent completely. And they continue to say, Oh, this is the border. We inherited this border mm-hmm. uh, issue from the previous administration. We inherited yeah. the problem. Are you absolutely that, like, if you can, you're lying, you're lying. There's a graph that I've showed too, that like, it's obvious you did not inherit this. They just lie and they did, there's no recourse. Well, the press secretary, Biden's press secretary. Like, we inherited this problem. You can't keep blaming it uh, on other people. When you continue to blame it, that is like no sign of leadership. Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. No. Stop blaming and take some damn action. The only thing that Trump inherited that that hurt him was COVID. Yeah. If you think about it, because our economy, if you're just looking everything at, was great. It was just looking at the economy, foreign policy, no wars, looking at those things. Take the personality out of it if you can't stand it. Okay. Just look at the state of the country pre-COVID. Pretty dang good. Yep. Compared to now, your grocery bill, your gas bill, um the hey californians how are your how's your infrastructure actually going to function when you can't have diesel trucks delivering goods and and things to your state right that's the law you just passed or the fact that you think you can't even keep your electrical grid up but you're going to make everybody have an electric car i mean gavin newsom i put him right up there with um, Canada's Prime Minister Trudeau. I mean, two absolute jackasses that are owned by somebody and they will say or do anything for their power and their money. That is that is exactly what I think about both of them. And, and like closing well, down, like I was going to say the crimes and like, the shootings, like Walmart, the, it wasn't happening. Like they're just like, 
whole foods they're like leaving these cities because yeah. people are just robbing them blind and and you know people it's the mass exodus of citizens please don't be coming to our state and then think you're <laughs> going to vote the same way that you voted in california to get uh -uh. yourself right that's it and let me just say that for all of well because unfortunately this all of our listeners would know this but but the with the growth in north carolina over the last few years well Raleigh, where I live, has been growing forever, and it keeps making all those best places to live lists for like 20 years, which is not good for us. <laughs> and I'm like, stop talking about it. Mm. Um, yeah, don't come here with that mess. Do not. I, I am a Southern woman that believes in kindness and Southern hospitality, but I will buy your ass a ticket back to your state. Right on that. In a second. If you bring that SHIT down here and I mean it. I mean it. I am so <laughs> oh, it's like, you can't, we're not going to have crime. We believe in the second amendment. We believe in defending our homes. We believe, you know, and that's the thing, like down here in the Bible belt, we believe in being good to your neighbor. Like where it's, it's, you're really coming into an area of like really nice people. Don't right. mess it up. Right. I'm here. If you want to be nice, if you want to change, yes. <laughs> if you want to turn it in mess with you. And don't bring that haughty Yankee attitude down here either. I'm going to say it. I love y'all. I love you, Yankees. But listen, we are polite, okay? We are polite and nice people. When you oh. get in your car and you act a fool, you need to stop. Mainly oh <laughs> just don't vote for the same things you're leaving for. Seriously, that is the truth. Just don't. Just don't. Yeah. Look, life is all about changes. I accept that. This Where I live has certainly changed over my lifetime. There's no question. I'm just saying... Please, if you're moving here for a better life, help make it a better life. Like, right. Leave the bad stuff behind, including the way you vote. If yeah. you're pro-crime, you know, my gosh. Can you believe that the Democrats have become like the party of like soft on crime? I just- okay. so real quick, I know we need to wrap this up, but y'all, that reminds me, um, Coffee and COVID, of course, is talking about there's some place that people were stealing cars. Did you read that? No. Um, teenagers were stealing cars. There's something there and with like Kia and Hyundai's, but like there's a certain make or model or whatever, where yeah. it's easy for the, they use it basically like a USB charger to hotwire the car. So it's basically, oh my like, gosh. okay, it is, I, I would find it, but just to wrap, just to kind of give you a summary, guess what they're doing instead of charging the teenagers and getting them in trouble and holding them accountable they have a lawsuit against the car company for making them so oh. easy to, easy to be stolen okay be because these kids are stealing the car and doing donuts and doing drag races and stuff and so that's making it dangerous so the car the car companies are being um held accountable for this they're charging the car companies not no. the teenagers y'all Reminds me of just really quick when you were talking about <laughs> charging the right or wrong person. Um, and I, I need to look more to the story and maybe you guys have, but that guy who stopped the homeless oh, guy yes. on the subway, Daniel, yes. Daniel Penny. Yes. Who was arrested because, okay, he had the guy in the chokehold, the guy died. Now we have protests, like, I guess, I don't know if it's Antifa or Black Lives Matter or whatever, but of course the news, the mainstream media picks up on that like in a heartbeat. They're out there protesting, jumping on the subway tracks, all this stuff, um, saying that this guy was like this harmless entertainer who just like loved life and to make people smile and all this stuff. 
Meanwhile, this guy was, he was like doing something to someone and he has like a criminal, he's done bad things. He's already done bad things. And he was actually threatening everybody and saying he didn't even care if he died because in, in the process. So he was trying to be a good Samaritan and stop this guy. Unfortunately, he, he did die. But I think they but, even tried to revive him. And because that's what yeah. Yeah, Childer said. But yeah, and he, now and he's been arrested. So hmm. somebody made the point like, well, ladies, there yeah. goes chances of ever anyone helping you if you're ever in a state of duress or somebody's hurting you because nobody's going to want to come to the aid and to the rescue right. because the person who's trying to stop the escalating situation will be the person right. that gets arrested and like well if you're in new york yeah because it depends on where you are right because in some states like let's say if this had happened in alabama i guarantee you he does not get arrested right I guarantee you does not get arrested this is new york for you this is the same same place the judge, narrative just follow the narrative <laughs> i mean it's and and before we go and i know we got to wrap this up but can we talk about the transgender battle right now as three women can we bring this up can we normalize this conversation to yeah. say and we've said it a million times we do not believe in being hateful or unkind to anybody for being different or for the you know as long as their freedom is not infringing on you it should not you know you got to let that go we got to agree to disagree on some stuff right Here's the thing, Bud Light, their sales are down 25%, five weeks in a row. Guys, you don't recover from that. I have heard stories from people in so many situations, whether they were at a bar, a country club, whatever, they are, they can't, un, I can't, I'm going to be really, um, not give details because I don't want to throw anyone under a bus, but I know of a situation firsthand, so I can vouch that this is true where a business is giving away Bud Lights because they cannot sell them. And the, and the owner told the staff, give them away because we can't keep them. And, and I'm just telling you, like, it is so bad. And then Miller Lite, mm -hmm. who had done a campaign months ago, but it flew under the radar about how women were the original beer brewers. And then they put us in bikinis. Okay, well, I've got a lot of things to say about this. One is, there's nothing wrong with a girl being in a bikini if she chooses to be in a bikini and she looks good in it. There is nothing wrong with that. I know that is going to be a controversial statement, but we have people who don't look good in bikinis and yet we're sticking them in bikinis and putting them on the front of a magazine and I don't get it. Okay. And that's fine too, because if you have body positivity and you want to shut up, that's fine, but don't criminalize and, and demonize the girl who takes care of her body and looks good in one. Right, right, right. This is upside down. Right. No one's not paying these girls to be in these ads, by the way. Okay. And again, you can have all the opinions you want about it. All right. I'm not saying you have to like it, but I am saying it sold beer for a really long time mm -hmm. to the target audience. And guess what? Dylan, the boy who thinks he's a girl, did not sell beer for them. No, mm -mm. quite the opposite. Right. Target's in the same mess. They yeah. are set to lose $500 million in profits. And the CEO is saying it's because of crime. Oh, oh, <laughs> well, another liberal policy, but go ahead. <laughs> but it could also uh, have to do with the, the, how they're pushing trans on children all through that store. I've seen video after video, like the minute you walk into Target, mm -hmm. it's like, there's it onesies that say queer, queer, queer on them. Yes. Yeah. Well, did you see the mom, the Patriot Barbie mom or whatever her name was? She went into like Target. She was, where's the straight section? Yeah. <laughs> and the, and the, and they were like, 
But but this and the reason I saw this was conservative um, Anthony, what's his name out of Florida? Yeah. He said, and he's a gay man, by the way. He said, mm-hmm. but that's a good point. Like he said, it's it's we've gone too far. Live and let live. Right. Live and let live. You know, um, but it's it's backfiring. It is all backfiring, and it's 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 too much, and it's not sitting well with the American public at large. And it shows you that it is a small minority of people that are making the ruckus. Mm-hmm. And it's frankly white people. It's straight white people. A lot of that who was perpetuating so much of this, which is right. something I don't understand. You know, it's like telling all every uh, minority group they should be offended. You know, waving the banner for them, and I'm like, let's let them decide if they're if they're offended. You know, but we share all this to just say, if you do not have the, the, the chromosomes to define you as a woman, you should not play sports against women. It's not fair. It's not right. It's the hill we'll die on. We're going to keep saying it. We're saying you should say it. You should fight for your children. You should fight for the identity of women because it's, we're losing. Someone made made a great point. They're like, I don't see any men trying to get in the women's sports. No, I'm sorry. Was that right? Women, yeah. women trying to get men's sports. Yeah. You know no woman is going to go want to play basketball against LeBron James. Yeah, that's what right. I mean. You know what I mean. Well, if you're trans, if you're a trans woman, then obviously you revere, respect, and idolize or want to be women. So fight for them. Fight yes. for them. You know, if you want to dress like a woman or be a woman, then that's all fine. Don't play sports with real women in categories and don't have children having surgeries. That, those are our lines in the sand, you know, mm-hmm. like yep. those are our lines in the sand. Trans, we are not against you. No, no. not at all. We no. didn't care. We did not care about it. I didn't care. Approaching on women's sports and in women's spaces. And then you start pushing it on kids. Right. That's when we start caring. Yep, exactly. Well, that's when Megan Kelly, uh, you guys probably saw that when she came out and she said, I've been to drag shows. They can be really entertaining. Because right. Charlize Theron said she yeah. would F up anybody who came against the trans community. And Megan Kelly said, well, then come, come against me then. Because she said, I'm not against the trans community. What I'm against is sexualizing children. Yes. And when the trans community targets children, that, that's where you're, you're drawing the line. And mm-hmm. you, you cannot do that. You cannot right. do that. Um, and then also go check out our, our Instagram page. We have Do- uh, Reverend uh, John Amanchukwu, um, who continues to testify before school boards in viral videos where he reads the literature that's available in the school libraries, y'all. Go check it out. Asheville, North Carolina. They wanted him to stop reading it. He said, oh, did I offend you? He said, because this is what they're reading. This is what they're reading. So go go check that out too. Again, so much to follow. I think you're doing the right thing. We're trying to do the right thing by being informed. Now let's go do something about it. And we have got to make our voices heard. And if you stay silent, you stay complicit in what's happening. You just can't. You have to make your voice heard in some way, even if it's just one-on-one conversations with your friends and family and saying, did you know this is happening? It's time. Time it's to do past time. It's two years past time. Right. Right. Thank right. you all so much for supporting yes. us and listening. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you for all you. your reviews. We love when you guys send us reviews on um Apple Podcasts. Does Spotify do reviews? Um, um yeah, Spotify does reviews. So Apple and Spotify, thank you for doing those reviews. And 
for um, for subscribing to um, our Substack that Kristen puts together for you guys each week so that you have the actual evidence of what we're talking about. Thank you for sharing us. Thank you for inviting your friends. So many of you tell us all the time, you're telling everybody to listen. Thank you. Thank you for that. Because really guys, I think that at the end of the day, we're not here for us. We're here for you. We're here because we know we have to say something and we have to find a way to get this information out to the public and um, so that we can make a difference. So thank y'all for being a part of it. episodes, girls, we did it. Wow. We're not done. No. There's still so much more. Yes. We thought we would be done. No. We could never <laughs> stop talking. No, it's over. And no, here we are. Damn it. <laughs> we did not think two years in we would still be talking about COVID. All right, All right everybody. Thanks so much.